is about the DC Snyder Cut. If you haven't seen it, because you don't have four hours to dedicate to the DCEU fandom, then I suggest you pause this. Go reevaluate your priorities and make this right. And now for a proper introduction. Hello, and welcome to Bard Talk. Again, spoiler warnings for the DC fandom. If you haven't seen the Snyder Cut, pause this, stop it, don't listen to it any further, because I'm about ready to lay down some truth about probably one of the most interesting things to have happened in cinema, to have happened regarding movies and fandom, and the power of social media. So if you have seen it and you're ready for this conversation, strap in, because my God, do we have a lot to unpack. Um, Basically, as you all know, HBO Max, HBO released the $70 million project known as the Snyder Cut. Now, the, the Snyder Cut was the original film planned for the DCEU. This was supposed to be the culmination that was set up in Batman v Superman and Man of Steel, Wonder Woman. Like all of these movies were hinting towards this big Justice League movie. And, you know, no no disrespect to anything Joss Whedon has ever done with the exception of that first Justice League abortion. And, you know, I, I've gone on here. I know I know for a fact that I've gone on here and I trashed the original Justice League and I talked about how it was garbage. And I also kind of defended it a little bit saying that, you know, it was, it was a superhero movie and it was supposed to be cheeky and fun. And I kind of walked the middle line of, of a review. And I also know that I'm not a movie critic and that my reviews of movies are horribles and the two episodes that I've done talking about movies were riddled with misinformation and I'm not really that good at giving a movie review but honestly how could I not talk about this I I make no bones Uh, I think DC is my favorite comic universe I find more characters that I like in DC than I do in Marvel not to say I don't like Marvel not to say that Marvel doesn't do it better. Not to say that like the, the, the Snyder Cut could really, truly rival what they set up with Endgame and Infinity War. But to say that this was the movie we all wanted and deserved. And that we got served up a big steaming pile of nonsense the first time around is 100% true. So let me first set the stage clean up some of my facts that I got wrong, and just let you in on what happened. So, we had absolutely no work put into building a Justice League movie. There were a couple standalone movies, like Man of Steel. They had Batman v Superman, which was kind of like Dawn of Justice. Um, And I, I don't remember, honestly. I think the Wonder Woman movie came out before Justice League enough so that we could get a a bearing on who she was but we had nothing for any of the other super superheroes i know aquaman came out after justice league for sure and aquaman 
really didn't tie into Justice League as much as what I would have thought. Um, and when you watch Justice League, it was kind of convoluted with his role. And I mean, honestly, the original Justice League movie, the the not uh, we're just gonna call it the Justice League movie. When I refer to the Snyder Cut, I'm just gonna call it the Snyder Cut um, because they are that different. If you think for a second, assuming you're not going to see it, and you still want to listen to my podcast, whatever, is what it is, I can't stop you. Um, actually, you know what, thank you. But the, uh, the Snyder Cut is, isn't just four hours of deleted scenes. It is an entirely different movie. It sets up an entirely different universe. It, it doesn't just give you... A proper motivation for all of the heroes and the antagonist no 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 no. it fleshes out everything it truly is I guess if I have one criticism it is trying so hard to do what Marvel did over the course of a decade in four hours and that is no easy task and I think that's probably why the Snyder Cut took so long to come out in addition to some other things, but it just, it's a behemoth of a movie. It's so bloated. It's got so much information that it's trying to tell you in the shortest amount of time possible without leaving you feeling like it doesn't make sense or that you don't really care. The first Justice League movie, honestly, um, The Flash was reduced to just uh, comic relief at best, and at worst, he was just a, an annoying little twat that just kind of came along for the plot for no real reason. He had no real function uh, other than to get a cheap laugh every once in a while. Uh, if you go and you watch the Snyder Cut, I mean, holy cow, his role in the movie is 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 almost... Uh, you couldn't have the movie without him. And they, they took out all of those stupid little quips. Like, he was funny in just being him and just being the youngest member and just being this this hero who gave you comedic relief not in one-liner quippy rapid-fire jokes like a comedian but just in him being younger and trying to figure out where he fit in at no point unlike the original justice league movie did he express uh, an inability to know what to do like justice league did him dirty Justice League, like, he wasn't sure how to be a superhero. He's asking Bruce Wayne, like, well, what do I do? And he's just like, one guy at a time. Like, all of that stuff was cut. He was a fully fleshed out hero. His parts, his backstory, all in the movie, not in enough detail that it warranted its own movie, but in enough detail that you actually cared about the character. You you not only understood his powers, you understood his motivations, you understood his passions, you understood why the Flash was included in the Justice League from the get-go, and it wasn't just because he ran really fast. Like, he, his powers were so fleshed out in the Snyder Cut that that not only did the, the Snyder Cut set up Flashpoint, which I think every fan is craving and dying to have, but it set up Flash 
as a character in the DCEU that we care about now, that we have investment in. You understand his backstory so much better. You understand why he has the ability to do what he has to do and then how his ability fit in with the entire sequence. Um, I, I could go on about uh, Ezra's performance. I can go on about the character himself, but it's just I have so much to get to. And I think that if this movie had done nothing else but just fully flesh out the Flash, it already made more sense than the Justice League that we got. Um, the other big, big backstory that was lacking so much motivation was Cyborg. Now, I, I when, when uh, the Justice League came out, I really kind of sat on the fence with this because I, I think of Cyborg as fitting in more with uh, the Teen Titans than I do with the Justice League. And I know he was a member of the Justice League and Teen Titans. Um, and he's also like the Flash. He's of the younger generation. But if you think about what Zack Snyder did, he had he had three, I should say two older members. So Batman is advanced in age in his Justice League. Wonder Woman's like 5,000 years old. And then you have two that are like right out of high school, like maybe even right out of college or in that whole college arena, but in their early 20s, very young, with powers granted to them, and it goes into detail how they got those powers, um, and it, it, it was that balance, you know, Superman, Superman's kind of like in his 30s, uh, maybe maybe early 40s, which doesn't put him really old, it kind of puts him in the middle, but the original Justice League, you had a story that like really just walked up to the resurrection of Superman, and then Superman came back and it was game over. And everything that all of the other characters had done, everything they were trying to set up, all of their, their motivations seemed kind of pointless because the second they got Superman back, they weren't needed at all. Superman came in, beat up Steppenwolf, and it was the end of the day. Like the, the, everybody else was kind of inconsequential. Um, and and what I guess one of the things that really was kind of cool was like they set it up in the Snyder Cut so that they talked about how oh well, there's no Kryptonian to protect this planet, and it's vulnerable, and blah 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 blah. But realistically. They, the, the Justice League members without Superman, kind of were forming a plan, kind of had an idea of attack, kind of were moving in a direction that if Superman couldn't be resurrected, this was how they were going to go about it. Um, and again, like Cyborg was crucial to this. So whether you like Cyborg in the Justice League or you feel that he fits better in the Teen Titans, it kind of became irrelevant because his role was, again, magnified to the point where it, his motivations made sense. You got to learn about his father, his mother. You got to learn, you got to watch this character arc where you had a brooding and young teenager or, or early 20 year old who saw his mom die in a car accident, who got resurrected by his dad, but then all of his motivations were, were realized as his dad interacted with him and he tried to save his dad and he realized, you know, that, that the events leading up to what he is now happened for a reason. And there wasn't so much animosity. It didn't leave you empty. Like the, the Justice League that we got, 
Cyborg was just this fetus, this undeveloped character that that really you wanted to care about because he was the brooding, dark, sad one, which, surprise, I mean, that's always what they go with. They always recreate Batman. And he kind of was like this facsimile of Batman, but just in a, in a robot suit. And the Snyder Cut really takes time to develop him. They, they set him up so he has an arc. So he starts at one place and he ends at a completely different place, a fully realized character that I would have no problem seeing a standalone movie for. I would have no problem interacting more with Cyborg. I thought they did a great job with him. And his role in the end, ah, I mean, it, it almost made Superman coming back seem like that wasn't, that wasn't going to save the day no matter what. Like they had to have Cyborg. Cyborg had to have the interaction he did with the mother boxes um, just just to be able to separate them, just to have that kind of power. And again, like you took the two youngest heroes in the Justice League and you gave them roles so predominant, so needed, so important for the function of the movie that you wouldn't have a movie without them. And thus, you know, we got the ending where Flash had to run at just under the speed of light to build up a charge to give it to, to Cyborg to be able to separate the mother boxes. It wasn't just Superman showed up and used his brute strength to separate the mother boxes. Like There was a whole lot more into that. And while we're talking about the mother boxes and Superman, it was never explained in Justice League what the mother boxes did. Never. You had this this faint idea that these boxes had immense power. And that's about all Joss Whedon could give you in the movie. Then you find out like they have the ability to to resurrect matter or to change matter back. They set it up and this explanation was so good was that if you burn down a house, all of the particles of that house remain. They've just changed to ash and soot. And the mother box has the ability to take that ash and soot and reconstruct your house the way it was. So that's how they resurrected Superman. And it was like it made it made that that giant hole that and I use this euphemism every day in life. But like if you've ever seen that episode of South Park with the underpants gnome, it's like the underpants gnomes collect the underwear, X happens and then they get rich. And nobody knows what X is. And that whole movie was, well, we get the mother boxes, X happens, and then we we control the world. And it was just stupid. It, it's stupid. It was dumb. Uh, explaining what the mother boxes did in detail, taking your time, setting them up. I mean, that was another thing. Like, Steppenwolf didn't just step into the planet and find the mother boxes and assemble this this arachnid like lair and then have stupid subplots with Russian families like it, it just scraps all of that and instead you get the storyline that Steppenwolf isn't the antagonist really I mean he's just he's doing what Darkseid wants and in doing so he finds out that Earth contains a code for some kind of secret formula to to reset the universe and and enslave all of mankind like 
it just sets up so much more. And now you get glimpses of Darkseid. Darkseid's in the movie. And yes, I've heard it. I hear everybody saying that Darkseid is Thanos 2.0. But first of all, canonically in the, in the comics, Darkseid came first. Darkseid was introduced by the legend Jack Kirby in 1971 and was pretty much the motivation that that was taken to Thanos two years later. So I know Marvel did it first, but canonically in the comics, Darkseid came before Thanos. And, and listen, I think... When you have the money that Disney has, when you have the vision, you have the long-term goals, you're going to create excellence. And, and Disney did that. Marvel, nobody can sit here with a straight face and say that Marvel hasn't done a better job fleshing out their characters and building a universe that everybody has a lot invested in. And Infinity Wars and Endgame was probably the end-all be-all comic book movie there might ever be because to put that kind of time and resources into comics again I, I don't think in my my generation will ever see it I could be wrong but DC's problem has always been they walk in one direction and then they decide to change their mind then they walk down another hall and then they they change their mind and then they walk down and, and it's just this constant changing of ideas and and there's, it's embroiled in controversy. I mean, every one of their movies always has people complaining about something. And I guess that's why it made this movie even more special. Because everybody realized that the original Justice League that we got to see in the theaters was crap. And then if you went on to watch the, the director's cut, and there was a little bit more information fettered in, it was a little bit better of a turd, but it was still a turd. Um, unlike, and I'll say it, Batman v Superman, where you watch the director's cut and it took a movie that was mediocre at best and it made it fantastic. Like it filled in all of those gaps. It gave you all of that information. You know, the Snyder cut didn't fill in gaps. It didn't give you all of the information that was missing. It got rid of the turd. It made it a movie. It made it something that you could get behind, that you could you could see character arc and growth and change, and you could get invested in those characters. Like you cannot watch the Snyder Cut and not get invested in the Flash or Cyborg, um, and Batman. Oh, I mean, again, you had in the original Justice League movie, you had this clunky. Batman that clearly was reshot like the beginning of the movie Ben Affleck looks great he looks like he's in his prime he's 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 being Batman the best he can and then like for no reason a quarter away into the movie you get this kind of bloated like doesn't make any sense his fighting action style is clunky he's not being a detective he's not using his brain he's not using uh, it, he's almost an excuse just to have giant cgi robot fight scenes and it was frankly it was a hate crime it was a hate crime to do batman that that dirty in the in the snyder cut you get the batman you wanted you get the batman that ben affleck felt passionate about it was fleshed out it was 
you know, he's being a detective. He's using his mind. He's not fighting as much. You don't see so many Batman fight scenes. And when you do, it's like he knows his role. He knows that he's in a universe full of super-powered beings with powers that he couldn't even begin to tap into. So his role is really more to support them. So he's doing things in a smart way, using the abilities he does have in a smart way just to support them. He's protecting Flash while Flash is doing his circle around the mother boxes to try to charge up and give give um, Cyborg that boost he needs to tap in and separate the mother boxes. He's He's supporting Wonder Woman when they're in the tunnel underneath the Hudson Bay or, or Gotham Bay, you know, whatever. He's using his resources as support, and it makes sense because Batman is a smart guy. He's supposed to be one of the smartest. He's supposed to be the greatest detective in the world. It wouldn't make sense that he would go and just waste his resources on robots trying to have giant fight scenes like... I, I mean, I could really pick apart the Justice League movie for an hour, but I want to praise the Snyder Cut for using its characters in a smart way. If there's a criticism to be had, you could you could say it kind of does Wonder Woman dirty. I mean, it does a lot better. It does a lot, lot better. I know the internet's upset because Snyder isn't Patty, whatever her name is, and they didn't portray the Amazons in in armor that made sense. There was a lot of 300 abs on the Amazons. There was a lot of unnecessary boob armor with vital organs exposed. Look, I get it. I understand. And that is definitely one of the, the failings of Snyder is you're going to get these shots. There's a shot where Wonder Woman jumped off a transport ship and you could clearly see the underside of her butt. Like you could see a whole cheek. Like, I mean, Woohoo if you're a guy, but I understand why people would get upset at that. And yeah, Zack Snyder, male gaze, 100%. 100%. There was an unnecessary throwaway line where the Flash was just like, so do you think that Wonder Woman's in the younger guys? And I think Cyborg goes, she's 5,000 years old. Everybody's a younger guy. Again, come on. We didn't need that. We didn't need it at all. And And I think we all know that in the comics, I think Wonder Woman's had relations with Superman and Batman in the past. But like, you know, again, Batman in his own comics has had love interests that never work out. And Superman has Lois Lane. And I think the comics have always been pretty good about keeping that at the forefront. Was it enough to ruin the, the Snyder Cut? Absolutely not. It was just things that probably you could do away with. You could probably do away with a bunch of slow motion, rip your shirt off scenes. Like again, we had a lot of 300, let's show abs, let's show this. Could have cut all that out, maybe saved 20 minutes, made it three hours, 40 minutes, but you know, whatever. I, if anything, give it to Zack Snyder for at least, at least kind of having uh, equality in that he unnecessarily showed all of the characters with their shirts off and their butt cheeks and like he you can complain about the male gaze but he also had I guess the female gaze because he gave you what you wanted with Aquaman and and Batman and and I mean pretty much all of them but 
without getting bogged down in that, the rest of the movie was just fantastic. Um, and then let's talk about Superman. Let's talk about the fact that they explained how the mother boxes could bring him back. They explained, you know, that if and when he came back, they didn't know what Superman they were going to get. And there was that whole scene where he didn't know who he was or he was trying to remember. But they didn't rush that. They let it they let it happen organically. They took away all of the stupid oh, Batman figured out it was Lois and Lois had to be there that really didn't need... All of that was nonsense because it didn't mean anything. It didn't build to something great. It was like the shaving cream can at Jurassic Park. The Justice League movie spent all this time fleshing out that Batman realized that Lois was the key. And what the Snyder Cut did was take that and not waste it on bat on superman getting resurrected but explain that when lois dies because of dark side superman is going to join dark side and there's going to be an almost unwinnable fight with dark side uh, finally like payoff don't give me a stupid shaving cream can that you bury in mud for no reason. I'm tired of that ish. Nobody thought that was funny in Jurassic Park. If there's a mystery I will go to the grave with, it's going to be why did we waste so much time on that scene that never had any meaning in the in the movies ever, ever, never once. And here you had the stupid, you know, oh well, it was Lois all along, and they and and they tried to waste it like that. No, get out of here. They fixed it. They made that meaning, they made that have meaning because, you know, Bruce has more dreams and he sees uh, in his head, he sees what happens after Steppenwolf is defeated and Thanos has already been told, hey, the equation um, for the dark verse is on Earth. You just got to go find it. The mother boxes could have helped you, but now they're not in play. So, you know, you got to launch an invasion and it set that up. It set all of that up. And if Darkseid were to come to the Earth, the key would be Lois. Because if, if Superman loses Lois, he's going to join Darkseid and he's going to be forced to join Darkseid. And then how are any of the superheroes going to fight that? I mean, there's a, a great ending scene. Great ending scene. I, I didn't care for, you know, Jared Leto's Joker thing. But the dialogue was interesting. The dialogue, uh, a little clunky, if I'm honest. But it did kind of at least explain the vision and then bruce wakes up out of out of his dream and clearly you clearly you can see this is setting up the next movie in the justice league or the next couple of movies in the universe i mean we have clearly now the makings for flashpoint we clearly have the makings for cyborg zone movie we have the the origin for a batman movie if you need to do a batman movie if ben affleck would do it like it's all there. All of the pieces are there. And I'm going to give you one last warning. If you haven't seen the movie, this spoiler is going to blow your mind. Because Zack Snyder had originally wanted to bring in Green Lantern. Did you pause it yet? Did you go away? Because I'm going to blow it. I'm going to blow it out of the water. Last chance. All right. Here you go. 
so ja Zack Snyder had originally wanted to bring in the Green Lantern, but because it was such a turd of a movie, um, and he couldn't get Ryan Reynolds to even consider coming back as that abomination, um, he switched him out for Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter is one of my favorite characters. Like, oh, I would kill for a Martian Manhunter movie. I think every franchise needs that older, wiser, calmer, violence isn't the answer guy. And Martian Manhunter was always that in Justice League. So his first debut is um, in the apartment with Lois as Superman's mom, trying to get her back into play, trying to get her out and about. That's how the Zack Snyder cut gets Lois to Superman's resurrection, you know, because she's basically just holed up in her apartment grieving and without any contact from Batman or the rest of the Justice League. They get her outside to be there when Superman comes back and, and you know, he jets off with her and then he can begin rebuilding himself again. I know four hours is a long time, but when you're trying to flesh out so much information, truly you're taking on the task of three or four movies and trying to condense it into one. And it just was, it was fantastic how they did that. It, it, it took away that nonsensical, oh, Lois gave that actual purpose and it gave Lois purpose. And then, you know, going back to that scene, you find out that the general that Lois had barged in on was Martian Manhunter. And now Martian Manhunter is a character. Now, they didn't spend a lot of time with him. He's only in, like, two scenes. And those two scenes are quite pivotal. But you're talking about one of the absolute most premier characters in the Justice League that you, you really you can't have a Justice League without Ma Martian Manhunter. And I don't think anything got me more excited. Like, I was losing my shit over that scene in the apartment when he walks out and changes into Martian Manhunter. I was like, oh, finally, like, come on, let's let's kick this off right. Uh, sure, you know, Hawkman, Hawkwoman, you got to get them in there. There's a whole bunch of other cast of characters for that. But, you know, this this role that Martian Manhunter played was originally supposed to be a lantern role. And they couldn't get the lantern in it. Now, I, I don't know where the lantern stands. I couldn't tell you whether you're ever going to see a lantern movie again. I don't know how they're going to flesh it out. I think Zack Snyder's plan was to have Jon Stewart become the lantern in his movies. Uh, obviously, Ryan Reynolds, tied up with Marvel, doesn't have an interest in it. Which is fine. That's fine. Listen, we don't, we don't need that one. You can run... A John Stewart line. If you don't know who John Stewart is, listen, Google it. Go get a comic. He's he's an African American character. He's a great character. Uh, I I like the John Stewart Lantern. I like all the lanterns. I think the Green Lantern is a great comic, and the story, the court, the Lantern Corps. Like, I mean, get lost in that universe for a second. It's really interesting. It sets up a lot. It's going to really be the only way they could overcome Darkseid is to include that kind of stuff. So it's going to have to happen. Um, but, but Martian Manhunter made sense in this story. It may not have been what Zack Snyder wanted. Uh, it may not be what the fans wanted. But uh, it's what I wanted, man. I love Martian Manhunter. And I think that it's, 
it, it could go so many places and those scenes are awesome those scenes are so badass um and it fleshes out superman it gets your motivation for him when you see superman who is now fully realized resurrected he's not donning the blue red and gold he's donning black and silver um and white and this was again comically canonical to the 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 resurrection of superman you know he came back and he realized he was different he realized that things had changed and this also set up the dark side controlled superman because that's what the dark side controlled superman so like him wearing that runs you into the movie with dark side where superman falls into the clutches of dark side and gets controlled by dark side and then realizes or comes to an arc where he has to go back to his blue red and gold i mean there's so it's dripping it's oozing with meaning this entire movie it's great i if you haven't taken the four hours to watch it i get it it's long but like this was the movie we all asked for and it kind of leads me to to the last two parts of this podcast and that's how this whole thing happened you know i i i went on a whole rant and it was dead wrong but like with facts corrected Zack snyder who was the original director of the justice league um ran into an issue you know his his daughter died while he was filming it and uh i don't know how if at all any person in the world could dedicate the time and effort to finish a movie like this when they'd lost one of the most precious things to them so he bowed out and joss whedon came in and 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 really they should have just paused they just should have stopped they could have they honestly could have used that time go make movies for the characters in justice league flesh them out a little bit better and then continue on they didn't do that and and it sucked uh joss whedon i'm sorry he just he the, the movie that he made was was garbage it just sucked it doesn't have it doesn't make any sense it doesn't it doesn't fit the dc universe it didn't set anything up it was just a load of steamy garbage whereas this one really set up some things it really set up a lot of movies and a lot of plot lines and because joss whedon made such a turd like we saw things get leaked we saw Zack snyder kind of just like offhand saying like oh well the movie that i wanted to make exists on my hard drive and that led into some questioning and that led into the fans going crazy like you know they wanted to see the snyder cut so you got a director's cut when you bought the dvd but like i said the director's cut of the justice league is still the joss whedon justice league it just has a little bit more information and it doesn't really do anything to improve it the snyder cut is a different movie it's it's a completely different movie yeah it has some of the scenes but you get a, a batman that never looks out of place you get a superman that doesn't have a fake cgi mouth like it it is everything you could want from that movie is realized and and the fans really the social media presence that Zack snyder has is nothing compared to the fan presence because the fans went head over heels they demanded it they 
they wouldn't stop asking for it. They went everywhere. I mean, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. There was no corner of the internet that existed that didn't include a fan demanding the Snyder Cut, demanding the film that we all deserved. And this put pressure on the studio. If you couple that with a buyout, so if you are not aware of this, in 2018, a deal that was like, I don't know, $109 billion, $200 billion, somewhere in that, that range, um, Warner Bros. was bought out by AT&T. This is, this is one of those mega monopoly things, like the way Disney buys everything up, but basically AT&T now owns Warner Bros., and the first thing AT&T did was listen to social media and financed the, the editing and finishing of the Snyder Cut. So they listened. You know, I, it, it's funny because I grew up in an age where movies were made simply to consume. You didn't get a say on it. You didn't get any input. You couldn't have your your ideas cast upon the movies and and now we're in an age where that is completely untrue uh we saw we saw a trailer for sonic come out and the fans lost their s and like demanded that sonic be changed because he looked ridiculous uh the the studios listened to the fans they went back they cut sonic to look more cartoonish and it was actually the most successful video game movie ever produced so where Warner Brothers was an old-timey production company, you know, that's old Hollywood. Tried and true, we produce, you consume, that's the end of the interaction. AT&T is like, nah, son, that's, that's not how 2020 works. Like, going forward now, we listen to what the consumers of our products say. And if the, the consumers want this Snyder Cut, we're going to give it to them. Now, I would argue that this is the biggest fan interaction, like, honestly, fan-driven movie ever made. Because the the, the DCEU, for all intents purposes, uh, was dead. It was, it's it's over. It, it, it no longer exists. I mean, we got Wonder Woman 1984, which... You know, uh, yeah, okay, it was a movie, I guess. I, it wasn't that really good. I'm sorry. I know that chaps some people's ass, but, like, to me, it just, it, it really didn't have a point. And it, it just seemed like it was Warner Brothers' last movie that they were going to make with these characters, and they just wanted to be done with it. They just want to admit they sucked at making movies. Here you go. Now let's close this chapter and we're going to go and move on and make other things. And AT&T is just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now let's throw this out there. Let's see what kind of reception. They're asking for it. They're begging us for this cut. So let's give it to them. Let's see what, what's, what's on play here. And then uh, we'll go from there. And they're not saying they're going to continue the DCEU universe. But they're also not saying no. And immediately following the release of the Snyder Cut, I mean, within days, I'm, I'm staring at 322 on the clock here, and it's telling me that within a few days after that cut, 
trending on every social media platform is we demand the Snyder universe or some iteration of that. So clearly fans connected with the movie on a level equal to those of Marvel fans. And who knows? Who knows? Truly who can say what AT&T is going to do? I don't know. I think Henry Cavill has offhandedly dropped on multiple social media platforms as well as interviews that he has a lot of interest in playing Superman yet. Uh, I don't think Gal Gadot would give up the role that has brought her really her true stardom. I mean, I know she was in the Fast and Furious movies and did a couple things after that. I understand she's trying to start a family, but I think if given time and a script worth playing, I know, I just have a, a feeling she'd be willing to come back for that. Um, I don't think Ezra has anything going on, and I'm sure the dude that played Cyborg would be all about it. Flesh it out, man. Like, it, this could happen. This could be the resurrection. As much as the, the Snyder Cut explained what the mother boxes could do by turning a house from ashes and smoke back into that house, this could very well be the movie that did that, that brought all the DCU fans together and, and made them passionate about this franchise. Again, I, 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 will, I will bow to Marvel and what they did because they did it right. And I, I don't think the DCEU could ever truly get to that level. But, but, I'm just a bigger DC fan. I think DC stands at having some of the best characters, some of the most, the more, uh, not most, but more diverse lineup of characters, certainly the best villains, certainly. I mean, DC villains kick Marvel villains' ass. Marvel has, yeah, there's been a lot of copying both ways, but truly, I think Marvel copies DC a lot more than the other way around, and certainly when it comes to villain villains like you look at your greatest heroes your captain americas and he has red skull well marvel killed off red skull the and marvel marvel did away with that plot line or at least they made red skull insignificant and red skull on his own not a great villain i mean he's a nazi he's a good villain i guess but like compared to the joker pick honestly pick a batman villain that's that's worse than red skull it's hard. It's hard because there's so many good ones. Superman has so many great villains. Wonder Woman has so many great villains. Uh, the Flash. Once you start getting the Flash, it probably gets a little bit thinner. But, you know, Martian Manhunter, Hawkman, like all of these characters have really good villains with really good motivations and good stories. And those stories, if told right are going to sell. And I don't know that AT&T spending the kind of money they did to absorb and buy out Warner Bros. is just going to let that money sit there when this audience, this audience who loves super superhero movies, I mean, truly, superhero movies are the westerns of our parents' time for us. Like, when we look back on our generation, it's going to be littered with superhero movies. And I'm fine with that. I'm good. Let's go. Let's keep kicking this thing down the line and see what else we can create. 
Is that going to be what happens? I, I don't know. I just don't see AT&T leaving that kind of money on the table. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, if that didn't hype you up, if that doesn't make you want to go spend four hours, you, know, you don't have to spend two hours. Zack Snyder did a pretty good job. Um, I think the movie's in six parts. It goes to a black screen and it says like part two, part three. So watch it. Watch it. Pick part three. You know, pause the film. Stop it. Do what you need to do. Watch it in two parts. It's it's long. There's a lot to it. Um, but it's such a it's such a great ride. It's such a good movie. And and I think as far as numbers are coming in. Uh, it's going to smash. It's going to smash records for getting people to sign up for HBO Max. It's going to smash records as far as people downloading and watching the movie. It's it's kicking it. It's going to make that money back. And I think that's what they're looking for. I think when they see that it makes that money back and then goes over it by such a, a good margin, it's going to motivate them to create something for the big screen. And that motivation might be what gets us our next movie. So... It, it, it was good. I can't gush enough about it. I wish I had time. Um, the other movie that I watched real recently, I wish I had time to really flesh out and talk about, was was Coming to America 2, which has the internet all abuzz. And, and I'll just say this. I loved Coming to America. I thought it was a great movie. It's a classic from my childhood. It's, it's one of the pillars of, of the comedy movies. This wasn't a reboot. This was a sequel. Um, it's 2021. I think Eddie Murphy realized that. He created a modern movie for a modern audience. Uh, it's not going... If you're going there trying to watch, you know, the thing that made you laugh back in the, the 90s, you're not going to get it, 80s. Um, you're not going to get it. It's got It's got new humor for a new audience. It's got a new storyline for a new audience, but it's great. It was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I liked revisiting all the characters. I liked all of the little Easter eggs. I mean, everything that I wanted to happen in it happened. I got to see the characters that I loved. I got to see their interaction. I thought Wesley Snipes was amazing. Can we get Wesley Snipes back on the big screen, please? Yes, and thank you. Did a great job. I laughed. I enjoyed it. I thought the storyline was good. Um, it, it's a good movie. Go watch Coming to America too. Uh, I could do a whole podcast on how 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 much I thought about it. I just don't have the time, and uh, I'm gonna cut this one off. So I appreciate everybody who who downloads this and listens. I'm gonna beg again, please, please, if you can, share this, uh, spread it around. I have a bunch of episodes now. I'm trying to take this places that it hasn't been before, and uh, I'm starting to look at sponsorship a little bit more seriously. So, uh, you know, not that I want to make, I, I'm not going to make it rich off of this. I just kind of want to support putting more into it, making it better for you, the listener, making it easier for me. And uh, yeah, so please spread this around. Enjoy, enjoy the Snyder Cut, enjoy coming to America too. Uh, hit me up on all my socials, go visit my website, do what you need to do, and uh, I'll see you next week, everybody.